And, and, and B, I don't know if I really have the energy that I used to have. I understand that. And I'm 39. I'll be 40 in a couple of months. Right. Uh, I don't have the energy I used to have. But when the opportunity came up to actually do a live local show here on 1350, uh, I jumped at the opportunity because, like you, I've been in radio for a long time. J.D.'s got 30 years' experience. I've got four, uh, 20 years' experience. And my absolute love was talking about sports on the radio. Mine, too, but I worked in country music. How you, did that work? Your industry's had an interesting week. Uh, yeah, no kidding, <laughs> you guys right? have had a very interesting week. <laughs> right. Uh, so when, when the chance got to, you know, came up to do this again, I'm like, heck, yeah, I would absolutely love to do it. And... You know, we have grandiose goals for the show. We have grandiose goals for the radio station. We uh, want this show to grow, and it starts today. And it is so cool. If you are listening to us, wherever you may be, if you're watching it on Facebook or on Facebook Live, you can make sure to like the ESPN Des Moines Facebook page. Uh, I have a bet with the guy who is in charge of ESPN, a 1350. All right. Which one? Uh, Rob. Rob, okay. My, listen, this station hasn't had a local radio program ever there has been a local radio show ever on this you know during the week doing sports talk that's just not been a thing right and so uh he, the the facebook page for espn des moines is at about 700 people you know like justin timberlake has like 39 million or something like that yeah haven't but, they cut him off already he's only got two isn't he on like ah. two or three facebook pages right now i want to get espn to a thousand likes by memorial day Oh, we can do that. ESPN Des Moines on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. We put lots of, especially now that J.D. and I are here, there's going to be lots of local content about the Hawkeyes, about the Cyclones, about number 25, Drake, who is the, the hot ticket in town. And, of course, this week about the Super Bowl. So like us on Facebook, ESPN Des Moines. Follow us on Twitter at ESPN DSM. And I have to get uh, the Facebook page to 1,000 likes. I'm at about 700 or 702 by Memorial Day. Question, is yes. this a personal goal, or is this something that uh, was given to you by one of the bosses that said, we want a goal of 1,000 likes? There's a case of beer on the line. Okay. So let's get that done. All right. Let's get that, Mike. Mike, I would like a, a case of beer in my fridge, a cold case of Miller Lite slid, slid into my fridge that I don't have to pay for. Miller Lite. I'd like to do that. I thought you were from Wisconsin. I, uh, listen. Yeah, I am. Are you? Exactly. The baseball stadium was, up until this week, Miller, Miller Park. Park. Yeah, Miller Brewing. Are you kidding? You've got to remember one thing now. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think of uh, Wisconsin as in, uh, what's, the, what's the beer with New the Glarus? Cow? Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. I love that. Everybody beer. loves Spotted Cow. Oh, Spotted Cow's my thing. Listen. Love it. Before we are going to get into last night's Iowa game, I promise. <laughs> the, 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 the plan here today was not to jump into Wisconsin beers, but I'm cool with it. All right. Um, I, I'm, that, that's my job is to keep Mike on task, and what I've been doing so far is the taking it to the opposite. So, my bad. I don't yeah. like Nuglaris. I don't like Spotted Cow. I don't like a lot of... I don't like hoppy beer. I think IPAs taste like trash. Uh, I, I don't like thick, heavy, dark beers. If it doesn't come in a 40 or a keg, there's a good chance I probably won't like it. By All the right. way, if you, are a, if, if you are a brewing company that would love to sponsor the show, we yeah. would love to have you. Listen, I will pimp the hell out of your beer. <laughs> it just might not be my favorite beer. You know that. Uh, I'm, I, I'm a, I, it's okay. We need a bell in here for any time you pimp a beer. We just hit a dang. I think we had a bell in here every time something. we drank a beer. It would be yeah. nice. Um, so we are live on ESPN Des Moines' Facebook page at ESPN DSM on Twitter. Uh, and don't forget ESPNDesMoines.com. 
tonight, coming up at 5.30, we've got uh, Drake Women's Basketball. They take on Loyola, 5.30 pregame, 6 o'clock for the tip here on 1350 ESPN. And then tomorrow, number 25, Drake and Valpo, 12.30 for the pregame for Coach DeVries and company who are 17-0 and 0 on the year. And I, w- I was the first to think that uh, they might get tripped up by Illinois State. You did. And they almost did that first yeah, game. They did. They, they almost did. Uh, uh, let's see, Iowa State going to o- Norman, Oklahoma to get their tail kicked <laughs> coming up tomorrow. I love that. Uh, we are going to talk some Chiefs. Mark Van Sickle is going to join us from Sports Illustrated uh, in about uh, nine minutes from right now. He's going to join us at 415 and uh, he covers the Chiefs for Sports Illustrated. Uh, Mark, the overseer on Twitter. Ben Heisler will join me from uh, Sports Illustrated's gambling side. SI Gambling, get all the prop bets and lines for Sunday's big one uh, between the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. And then coming up at 445, make sure you're listening at 445. A real hero is going to join us. Um, what the last year has been, we, we need to say thank you to our frontline workers. Oh, man. And we're going to be joined by one who's got something awesome. And I am so jealous of what he's got going on this weekend. You'll hear that coming up at 445. But first, Hawkeye fan, i got to talk to you here for a second. Hawkeye fan, listen up. I think you're in trouble. All right? I would agree. I would think, that, and I, I've heard people, and I've seen message boards and listened to radio, and I've heard all these people say, and... Uh, that I, I was, if the Big Ten's really tough, and we're going to be just fine. Iowa rolled through the crap part of their schedule. Which is what you're supposed to do. Absolutely. When you're a top five team or a top seven team or a top eight team, you're supposed to do that. But then when you start playing the big boys, like Ohio State last night, I mean, they beat Sparty, and this is not a typical year for Michigan State. They're next to last in the conference. Who knew? But when you beat nobodies, and the best teams on your schedule beat you. The question then comes, how good are you really? How good is this Iowa team really? Did you know Iowa is the number one Ken Palm offense, the best rated offense in all of college basketball? Doesn't surprise you when you watch them. They got all kinds of weapons between Wieskamp and, of course, the great Luca Garza and all these guys. Bohannon, do you know where they're ranked nationally defensively their defensive efficiency do you know where that is any guess jd um near the bottom 135 and it is evident when they are playing against illinois last friday and when iowa plays against a team like ohio state yesterday that the defense is going to wind up being the downfall of this iowa squad they get out physical by i think you and i talked about this we actually had a dry run of this show last saturday they get out physical uh, by athletic wing players, and they're not tenacious on defense. And I noticed something else, too, last night while I was watching them lose to Ohio State. They had an 11-point lead at one point in that second half, and it fizzled away. And there was a three-and-a-half-point scoreless stretch for, for Iowa. But I noticed two things in, in crunch time. I don't know if Iowa knows how to win yet in a clutch moment against a big dog team. I mean, they failed against Illinois. They failed against Gonzaga earlier this year, best team in the country. They failed against Ohio State. They, they got think, rolled earlier by Minnesota. They, they were able to, re, they were able to, you know, come back on that one I, later on. I think the first game against Minnesota is one of those, they're britch, they were pretty big for their britches. I think you know what right. I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah. They don't necessarily know how to win in a clutch situation. And the other thing I noticed, which is really interesting, and I know you're giving me a break signal, but I need at least one more minute here. I'll give you one. Luca Garza needs to get the ball in his hands in the clutch moments around the basket. I know he's got a nice touch from the outside, and, and people like the fact. There are times when you watch Iowa play, and you watch this Hawkeye team play down the stretch, they don't even look for Luca Garza, the player of the year, the guy that's going to break Roy Marble's scoring record at Iowa you know, in two or three, in three or four games. Right. He's like 100 points behind Marble or something along those lines, the great Roy Marble. They don't go to Garza on the block, or the other team takes Garza out of the options. I don't know which one it is, but I watched him play at the end last night. I watched him play at the end against Illinois a week ago. And, and, and Garza doesn't get the rock. He's not seemingly a first or a second option. Is he even looking for the rock? I mean, he's tr I mean he might be, but they don't go to him. It's passed around the perimeter. It's to Wieskamp. It's to Bohannon. It's to Nunji on the outside. Iowa's got to look for Garza. You got the best player in the country. Yes. That guy's got to get the rock when there's less than two minutes left and you need a bucket. Right. And, and that's the two things I saw last night that are really going to hinder the Iowa Hawkeyes. So, uh... I think Iowa's in some trouble. They got Indiana coming up next, Rutgers, Sparty, at Wisconsin. They got to go to Ohio State. They got Michigan left. Like, there's some tough teams left when, for when Iowa. We talked about this before. You had said you're obviously going to lose some games, but you felt we sh they should be like 4-2. They should get a win at home. But down the stretch, I mean, their last three games are at Ohio State, at Michigan, and then Wisconsin. That's a tough stretch of games going into March. Fifth in the Big Ten now. We'll see where they are in a week when we talk more about Iowa coming up next Friday. Coming up Sunday, it's the Chiefs. It is the Buccaneers. I don't know any Buccaneers fans. So there's going to be a lot of Chiefs talk from now until 5 o'clock here on Wicket's World. My name is Mike Wicket. We'll talk with Mark Van Sickle from SI Chiefs coming up next here on 1350 ESPN. You're listening to Wicket's World on Des Moines 1350 ESPN. We are back on 1350 ESPN Des Moines. I'm Mike Wicket. This is Wicket's World. This is our very first show. We are happy to be here. We are two days away from the biggest sporting event of the entire year. We'll talk some gambling with Ben Heisler from SI.com's gambling site on Twitter at SI Gambling at the bottom of the hour. He'll join me about 435 or so. And then a real hero who's got an awesome weekend planned uh, coming his way. He'll join me at 445 from Kansas City because... Uh, for those that, you know, are, are in this area, you're probably a Chiefs fan. There's Chiefs gear everywhere. Everywhere you look, there's Chiefs gear uh, all throughout Des Moines. And joining me right now on the guest line, you can read his fine work at Sports Illustrated from SI Chiefs. Mark Van Sickle is with us. Mark, appreciate the time. I would love to know, how is Kansas City right now? Hey, man. First, Mike, thanks for having me on the show today. Congrats on your new show. Sounding great so far. Um, I was tuning in live on the Facebook a minute ago. But Kansas City is absolutely wild. I know it's different because it's a pandemic this year. And unfortunately, we aren't going to be able to gather as much as we are before. But you see the Chiefs flags flying everywhere. Everybody's still wearing red who's out and about, going to the grocery store and stuff like that. So it's, it's just as exciting as it was last year. You know, I, I was, it's funny because I used to live in Kansas City. And, and, and Mark and I used to work together and, you know, to – to why, unfortunately, or maybe it was because I left, that really put the Chiefs over the top, I think. 
you know, Mahomes had a little to do with it, sure. But I watched the Kansas City parade last year, and to see it go down Main Street in downtown Kansas City, right? I mean, it, the parade went right by where I used to live, and mm -hmm. it was such a cool feeling. What has the I mean, it, what a crappy year for you guys, for Kansas Cityans, for Chiefs fans. What a crappy year to be able to raise that championship banner to, you know, you can't even, you can't go to games at Arrowhead. How have fans reacted throughout the year knowing that the pandemic has kind of limited the celebration? Yeah, that was, that was definitely a bummer. I think the, the Super Bowl parade from last year was the last big event, I think, nationwide, sports-wide. I mean, they had to cancel March Madness. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, the baseball season, there was no attendance there. At least for the Chiefs game, they had limited attendance. So some fans can go. It wasn't as big as it could have been. Obviously, the the barbecue and the tailgating down here is huge. Um, but yeah, they they just couldn't celebrate it quite as well as we would have liked. Hopefully, next year, if the Chiefs can win it this weekend, they'll be able to have maybe the vaccine will be able to roll out. More people can attend next year. We can have a full celebration starting out with the 2021 season. On Twitter at si Chiefs, Mark Van Sickle joins me right now here on 1350 ESPN in Des Moines. I'm Mike Wickett. I tweeted something out, and Mark, I think that you put out an article that was something similar to this. Mm -hmm. The Chiefs fans haven't experienced this before, and I think if Mahomes and company win on Sunday and are back again next year, I believe the Chiefs are entering Patriots territory, where everybody from coast to coast will start to say, man, I am so sick and tired of seeing Kansas City in the damn Super Bowl. Are, are Chiefs fans ready for that? Should they win another I'm not sure if they're ready for it. I did write an article saying that people are going to start coming out of the woodwork, calling uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, there's going to be haters out there. They're not, they're not going to like the Chiefs winning. And I think the Chiefs were seeing that a little bit because of the Browns. They hadn't been in the playoffs for so long. That was the Chiefs' first opponent, so you had the underdog there. Then the Bills, the exact same thing in the FC Championship game. For this Super Bowl in particular, I don't think that there's any of that because people still hate Tom Brady. So there, there's that. Um, but yeah, I, I like, do think Mark, that, Mark, 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 that's yeah. like your cover. You know, if this was, you know, if it was, let's say it was my Packers or it was the, the Minnesota Vikings, God forbid, people yeah. would, you know, people would be, wouldn't be so upset about who's on the other side. Nobody gives a rat's ass about Tampa, but there's a total hatred for Brady that is oh, keeping yeah. the we're sick and tired of the Chiefs hate off the air. Yeah, that's very good for the Chiefs this year because they went back-to-back. -back. People are still excited to see Patrick Mahomes win it. They're like, all right, this is a good story. But next year, if it is the Chiefs going for a three-peat, it would be a cool story. It would be the first time a team would ever three-peat in NFL history if the Chiefs can do it. But there will be haters out there if the Chiefs make it back a third time in a row for sure. Has anybody in America had a better year than Patrick Mahomes? I don't think so. I think uh, with that $500 million contract, he got engaged to his girlfriend, Brittany. They announced they're having a baby. And it's just, it seems like it's been a great year for Patrick. I'm very happy for him, by the way. No, no grudge against him. I wish him all the happiness and continued success. Nothing against him at all. But, yes, I do think he had the, the best year of anybody in America. Let's not forget, in 2020, he won Super Bowl MVP, became part owner of the Royals. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, and, and he brought a Whataburger to Kansas City. That's true. That's supposed to be opening soon. I don't know the exact date, but I think there's going to be a couple locations, which I'm excited to try on. <laughs> God. Again, this was the way Brady was 20 years ago. People were like, oh, 199th pick, sixth-round kid. 
You know, he's in there because Bledsoe got hurt. Oh, he's great. He's nice. He's pretty. He's dating, you know, uh, Giselle or whatever. I don't know if people are going to hate Mahomes, but th- this is how it started with Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be hard to hate Patrick Mahomes, but I ju- I, it's the winning. I don't think it's his personality or anything that he's going to do wrong necessarily, but it's just winning aggravates people. You can ask LeBron. You can ask <laughs> Michael Jordan. Any of the greats, it's just winning. It's what happens when you start winning a lot. And that's, that's the thing that Chiefs fans, when, when I put out that, you know, get ready because you're about to be the most hated franchise in the NFL – Wear that as a badge of honor. The bad guys get all the cool lines in the movies, all right? People, yeah. people hate Alabama, but Nick Saban wins the title all, every other year, it seems like. People hate LeBron, but he wins the title all the time. People were getting sick of the Warriors. The Golden State flipping Warriors were making people <laughs> mad. Nobody cares about Oakland, California, but that's yeah. what's going to happen with Kansas City if they win coming up on Sunday. Let's talk about Sunday's game real quick, now that we've gotten through all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think when I'm listening to sports talk radio all week and I'm reading articles and, and all these kinds of things, Mark, I feel like people are looking for a way that Tampa can win this game. I don't think you're looking and trying and, and turning over pages to try to figure out how Kansas City can win. I mean, it's a three-and-a-half-point spread. I, don't, I just frankly don't see it being that close of a football game. Yeah, honestly, I am a bit of a Chiefs homer. I'll put that out there. <laughs> However... I will say it's it's hard for me to picture the Bucks winning the game. If you look at Patrick Mahomes, every game that he's started and ended healthy in his um, NFL career, three seasons in the postseason, they've averaged 36 points per game in those games. They have not scored less than 31 points in any of the playoffs games <laughs> that he insane. has started. That's insane. I, it's unreal. I don't know how this is happening. I'm so happy about it as a mostly lifelong Chiefs fan. I've lived here for 30-plus years. It's crazy how they didn't have a quarterback for 30 years, and all of a sudden Patrick Mahomes gives us this insane amount of talent at the quarterback position. But it's can you really see 43-year-old Tom Brady – outdueling Patrick Mahomes and scoring 38 points and the Bucks defense holding Patrick Mahomes to 35 or less points. The Bucks have a good defense. I don't think that their defense is as good as last year's 49ers defense, and I think the Chiefs are better this year than they were last year. So take that how you will. I think it's going to be a double-digit win for the Kansas City Chiefs. Talk with Mark Van Sickle on Twitter at SI Chiefs. You can follow Mark and Mark the Overseer. Uh, the one place they have struggled at least offensively. I mean, Mahomes is putting up video game numbers and will for the next 10 years. But this year, what's up with the struggle inside the red zone? They don't seem to be able to, especially inside that 10, 12 yards into the to the end zone, the, the Chiefs seem to struggle there. Yeah, there's a little bit of a struggle. They've kind of solved those problems a little bit as the season went on, at least in the playoffs the last couple of games. I think Andy Reid gets more aggressive when the game, when the games matter more. So they aren't settling for field goals. They're going for it on fourth and shorts. You've seen that the last couple of games. And I don't think Andy Reid's going to hold back in the playoffs. We saw it last year. They went for it on fourth and one. They did the Rose Bowl shift right parade, whatever the play was called. Got the first down and ended up scoring the first touchdown. I think the Chiefs are going to be extra aggressive again today, and or on, on Sunday, excuse me. And I think that uh, the Bucks are going to have to – do the same thing. They're going to have to be aggressive if they're going to want to stay in the game. You know, I, I don't know if the Chiefs achieved the greatness of last year, as great as Mahomes is. 
defensively, when they got rid of Bob Sutton as their defensive coordinator, and they hired Steve Spagnola, and mm-hmm. it took about eight games, because I was still in Kansas City at the time. We hadn't moved up here to Des Moines yet. And I remember watching, thinking, this defense sucks. But then, <laughs> when November hit, it was like everything turned. They added Matthew, they added uh, Frank Clark, but it took eight weeks for this defense to actually turn into being respectable. Have they taken any more steps here this season as going as opposed to, say, last year when they were going for their first championship? Yes, I think the defense has gotten better this year. Uh, rookie Legereus Leger- made he's a cornerback for the Kansas City Chiefs. He was, I believe, the number one rated rookie cornerback from Pro Football Focus, and he's just added another element. Juan Thornhill was an excellent safety last year. He had an ACL injury week 17, couldn't play in the playoffs, but he's finally in the playoffs come around to what he looked like last year, which was an all-pro rookie. And so they're just really clicking on all cylinders now. Chris Jones pressuring the quarterback. I believe Frank Clark has the most pressures of any defensive player the last two playoffs, which is a great stat for Frank Clark, because people don't like that he get, doesn't get sacks around here, which that, that is impressive if you can get some sacks, but the pressures makes the quarterback throw it faster. You can get some interceptions that way, and the Chiefs just have a really good secondary, which that was a struggle for them for a long time with those Bob Sutton defenses. So, yes, yeah, Spagnola has definitely turned things around. It took a little bit. But they've really been clicking, especially in the playoffs. Chiefs had trouble at all three levels under Bob Sutton. I think the, the, oh, yeah. the trouble started with Sutton himself. I mean, Spags has just... I mean, I heard Andy Reid say earlier this week that he wouldn't be surprised. Or maybe it was Spags himself who said he'd love to coach again somewhere uh, down the road in the National Football League. We, we shall see. Hey, last one. I want to go back to the offense real quick and get you out of here. But Travis Kelsey, I don't think there's any debate now. I mean, the injury to Kittle set back that conversation... Kelsey is the best tight end in the National Football League. Maybe you have an answer to this. How is he always wide open? How is Travis... Nobody covers Travis Kelsey. You know, that's a great question, and it's a tribute to one, his teammates. uh, They have to cover Tyreek Hill, double coverage a lot. Uh, Patrick Mahomes just finds the open guy, and Kelsey knows how to wiggle free when it's uh, it's available to him. Also, you can't forget Andy Reid, the Chiefs coach is one of the best offensive minds in football. And if he wins the Super Bowl, sorry, I'm going off on an Andy Reid tangent here for a second, but if he wins the Super Bowl, he will jump into the top ten coaches of all-time conversation. And he is one of those guys that writes up those plays, draws up those plays to get Kelsey open. And I think that helps him a lot. But Travis Kelsey is an elite talent, an incredible wide receiver. I, I don't even like to call him a tight end anymore. I like to call him a wide receiver because he was second in the league in receiving yards this year, it's absolutely insane what Kelsey did this year. I just don't. I don't. Every time. I mean, Tyreek Hill. I get it. He's faster than everybody. But Kelsey yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Hey, Mark. Appreciate the time so much, my friend. Uh, continued success. We'll check it again down the road. And uh, let me m- make sure I'm saying this right. Run it back. Run it back. <laughs> Hashtag Run it back. <laughs> Mark Van Sickle uh, from Sports Illustrated on Twitter at SI Chiefs. Follow Mark at Mark the Overseer. Coming up, what you can bet on. What's the smart move to make? Chiefs are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I didn't realize I booked back-to-back Sports Illustrated guests, but we will talk with uh, SI Gambling's Ben Heisler next. Thirteen fifty ESPN in Des Moines. This is Wicket's World. I'm Mike Wicket. Online ESPNDesMoines.com. Don't forget Drake and women. I'm sorry, the Drake women in Loyola tonight at five thirty. Tomorrow, number twenty-five, the Drake men. 
17-0 take on Valpo. 12-30 pregame, 1 o'clock tip right here on 1350 ESPN. Sunday is the Super Bowl. You have not heard. It is the Chiefs. It is the Buccaneers. And joining me right now uh, from Sports Illustrated on Twitter at SI Gambling, you can follow him at Benny Heiss. He is the man to talk all things lines, prop bets. He is Ben Heisler. Ben, thank you so much for the time, man. How are you? I'm good, Mike. It's good to be on with you again. It's, uh, it's great to have you on, Ben. And I'm glad we're talking a little bit about gambling here because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, and you would know this better than I would, is this the most bet on single event of the year? Single event without question. If you're talking about like an extended period of an event, then you'd probably have to go towards March Madness, something along those lines, you know, NBA playoffs, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. But as far as actual events and bet on events, Super Bowl without question is up there. Somebody named Mattress Mac, and I don't know who that is, but I've heard the name before. He bet $3.5 million to win $2.5 million on the Buccaneers plus 3.5. I'm not going to lie, Benny. When I bet 20 bucks on something, I'm nervous till the game goes final. $3.5 million, that's insane. It's insane, but then if you consider the amount of money that Mattress Mac has collected over the years and also has lost over the years, like this is the same guy. Uh, he's, he's faded Kansas City a lot because he's based out of Houston. So he had a bunch of money on the Astros, and of course that Carlos Correa play happened, and the, the Royals ended up going on to the World Series. Uh, there are a few other moments in which he has faded Kansas City teams and it has not gone well for him. So I would imagine this is a very similar situation, but... Um, in the case of his actual bet, he's actually on the sharp side. And when I say sharp side, that's where the professional bettors are going. Whenever the line has moved, because it's gone back and forth, three and three and a half. So the Chiefs right now in most sports books are three-point favorites. But a lot of money from both the professional side and on the public side has come in on Kansas City. And a lot of the times the sports books are trying to get even action on both sides. So when they move the line to three and a half, making Tampa Bay a three and a half point underdog, that's when a lot of sharp and professional money has come in on Tampa Bay. So he's actually on the sharp side here. He jumped on Tampa at the right number. And while it feels like three and a half million to win two and a half million seems a bit crazy, like you're leaving <laughs> money on the table, uh, it is actually the, the sharp side here. And now maybe Mattress Mac might get one of these correct. You know, I, I'm going to use the term sharp side at some time. I'm going to call my dad up and be like, Dad, you know what the... You know, did you put any money on the sharp side? I, mean, I know what I'm talking about. I talked to Ben Heisler <laughs> from SI Gambling. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Benny Heiss and follow his work at SI Gambling on Twitter as well. Uh, Kansas City minus three and a half. How, or three, three and a half. How have these teams done against the spread? Uh, Tampa Bay's been all right. They, they've had some moments, especially in the earlier portion of the season when the public was all over them, uh, that they kind of let people down. Also in the month of November, they were not a good team against the spread as well, and that was in large part Antonio Brown had just signed with them. They were trying to figure out how he was going to work in the offense. Defense had not shored up, uh, especially in stopping the pass, but they've been much better in the month of December. Interestingly enough for Kansas City, Mike, they last year were the number one team against the spread, and this year they're actually one of the worst. In fact, if you look at their second half this year, they've been atrocious. You have to go back all the way to week eight, before their win against Buffalo in the AFC Championship game, for the last time they won a game against the spread by more than six points. In fact, they had lost, I think, eight or nine consecutive games against the spread. They've just let teams hang around all year long, especially in the second half. And I think for a lot of the professionals, that's been a bit of a concern, is that the Chiefs, yeah, they've been able to win a lot of games. So if you're taking them you know, on the money line or straight up, you feel a little bit more secure. But 
uh, especially when you're getting that hook, that three and a half for Tampa Bay, uh, it's much more likely that you feel more secure in that pick because Kansas City has had issues covering all season long. Talking with Ben Heisler from SI Gambling. You can follow him on Twitter at Benny Heis. I'm Mike Wicket. This is Wicket's World on 1350 ESPN in Des Moines. Uh, if, if I was going to give you, if I was going to bet your paycheck, Benny, uh, your massive paycheck from Sports Illustrated, and I said you can take Brady and Mahomes or the field, to win the Super Bowl MVP, where would you put that massive paycheck? That massive paycheck, because it's just going to pay off so much. <laughs> I mean, at that point, Mike, you know, I would just want to take that massive paycheck of mine and maybe apply it towards the field where I can get a lot more return. You know, quarterbacks are obviously most likely to win the MVP award, and it's hard to envision a scenario where either if the Chiefs or the Buccaneers win, uh, that their quarterbacks weren't instrumental in that actual performance. But I think this is a year that you can take a chance on, on somebody else because there's so many different talented uh, and exceptional playmakers um, on both sides of the ball. For example, you know, Tyreek Hill, the last time these two teams played, yeah, he, had, he, had torched. he had a day. <laughs> yes, he, he torched Tampa Bay. He had over 200-plus yards uh, receiving in the first quarter alone. You have Travis Kelsey, who continues to put up monster numbers, set the all-time single-season tight end record for reception yards. Um, and on the other side, you have somebody like Chris Godwin who can be able to take advantage of a mismatch in the middle of the field. Tom Brady's been th- prone to throw some bad interceptions. So Tyron Matthew is sitting there at 40-1. to 1. It's a bit of an intriguing option. Um, you know, somebody like Shaq Barrett, who's had a monster year, and no Eric Fisher. Like, there's some guys that I think could legitimately be difference makers that are not at the quarterback position, where if they take one play, whether it's a pick six or a sack and a fumble recovery, uh, all of a sudden you're talking about maybe some really intriguing value. And we've already seen Tyreek Hill's number move from 20 to one down to 12 to one Travis Kelsey go from 16 to one to 11 to one at some sports books. So there's, there's action there. So I will take the field and, and really just try to leverage that massive, huge, yeah. substantial paycheck and really just try to pay myself off. I mean, it's the GameStop of gambling paychecks <laughs> is, what it, is what it boils down it's probably, to. It's probably the current price of GameStop. That's really what it is. What are some of the uh, the goofier, more fun prop bets that you have seen this year? Because those are the, I mean, I, those are the more fun ones to me. Oh, for sure. And a lot of it is also dependent on where you're placing your bets. So, you know, like, you know, places like DraftKings Sportsbook and FanDuel, they're they can get away with a little bit more, uh, but it still has to have some sort of sense and connection to the game. Like, you're not going to find, will Andy Reid say the word cheeseburger in his post-game <laughs> interview, which is available on some offshore books. And uh, if I find that bet, I'm more than likely going to jump on it because it's been a theme over the course of the years. I think he would say he's going to go get himself a double cheeseburger. So that might be some intriguing value there. I, I got to tell you, I, I-, I like two of them. Uh, as far as sort of quirky, off-the-cuff bets that you can find at a lot of, you know, actual legal sports books. The first is the Gatorade color. Um, oh, my oh, son is what, curious, what the, what, what's the hot tip on the Gatorade color? All right, so here's, yeah, he, my son wants to make the bet on the Gatorade color, too. Um, I, if you think the Chiefs are going to win, I like orange at plus 125, because that was the Gatorade color that they won the Super Bowl with last year. Everything has been about running it back. And I think that's a very, very po- good possibility that they're not going to go against their superstition and go with a different Gatorade color. If you think Tampa Bay is going to win, however, then I think you can actually get some value uh, on the color blue. 
Tom Brady, in the two of his last three Super Bowls, has won with blue Gatorade, okay? <laughs> three of the last six, they haven't had any Gatorade poured on at all because Bill Belichick is a spoil sport, doesn't want to get wet in the middle of the game. And so I think if Brady, being the you know, lone guy from Tampa Bay that's had a lot of Super Bowl experience, he's going to be in control. If blue Gatorade has been successful for him in the past, I think there's a good chance, even though it doesn't line up with the red of Tampa Bay, that I think blue could be in play at 7-1. to one. I'm going to uh, give you a couple of the real quick numbers prop bets. Pat Mahomes, total passing yards, under 327.5. Uh, I, I think under. he's going to have – I think – I think it's under, but I still think he goes over 300 yards. And a lot of these different places, you can parlay Pat Mahomes over 300 yards with the Chiefs winning the game. That would be the better value bet for me. I think 327 feels a tad bit high. Uh, so I'll go under on that one. Tom Brady, over under 296. I, I think he goes over. Again, I just don't see this being a huge run tight game uh, for Tampa Bay. I think both of these teams are going to be passing a wide amount of time. And I think Brady's going to chuck it on the field. So I'll take the over. I think both quarterbacks go over 300 yards. Ben Heisler on Twitter at Benny Heiss. You can follow him on Twitter at SI Gambling as well. Ben, thank you so much for the time, man. Enjoy the game. You too, Mike. Be good. See you later. Ben Heisler joining me. Coming up, a real hero is going to join me, and he's getting a very, very cool reward for the work he did during the pandemic. I'll tell you about it next. My name is Mike Wicket. This is Wicket's World on 1350 ESPN. Follow us on Twitter at ESPN DSM. This is Wicket's World on Des Moines, 1350 ESPN. All right, wrapping up the first episode. Thanks so much for being part of Wicket's World. My name is Mike Wicket here on 1350 ESPN. Coming up Sunday is the Super Bowl. Got another guest for you right now, and joining me on the line, um, we go down to Kansas City, Missouri right now. And he is a friend of mine who is a vaccinated frontline worker. He's a respiratory therapist from the University of Kansas Health Systems. His name is John Sorek, and he joins us on the line. John, thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Good to be here. Glad to hear you back on the air. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Uh, for those that don't know, you, like I mentioned, are a respiratory therapist. You had a very, very uh, busy year doing what you do under the pandemic. But you got a call from your bosses, and I believe it was a Zoom call, to tell you that you have a very fun trip coming up this weekend. You're going to the Super Bowl as a guest of the Chiefs? Right, right. <sighs> to uh, help represent... Uh the University of Kansas Health System and the Kansas City Chiefs. My gosh. How, how did they tell you that this was, I mean, I'm assuming it wasn't just an email or a sticky note. Right, right. No, it certainly was not. I got a, a text message actually from my uh, director, Courtney Ash, who uh, she went under the guise of, you know, we need to do more, talk to you about COVID policy changes and whatnot, which has obviously been a very frequent topic this year. And uh, I get on the phone call, and she starts talking about, well, I can't hold it back anymore. And these other bigwigs start getting on the phone call, you know, uh, other directors of the hospital. And I go, well, obviously this is a big deal or something's up. Or <laughs> And uh, they start talking about the NFL and how they want to send vaccinated healthcare workers to the Super Bowl. And I'm just shocked. I'm in my son's room, you know, good old 2020, and everybody's working from home. So my wife's in her office slash bedroom, and 
my son's doing kindergarten from home, and I go, okay, buddy, I just need you to be quiet. I don't know what this phone call is going to be, but Daddy's got to get on this phone call. You just hang out in your bunk bed over there. Just be quiet, all right? And he's a good kid. No problem. Yeah. I get off the phone, and I have tears of joy, and <laughs> he turns to me, and he goes, Daddy, you're crying. I go, oh, son, these are tears of joy. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, and, and what's amazing is the year that you have had, and now you get to go to the Super Bowl, and you know they've got thousands of vaccinated workers from all across the country, and I believe 18 from Kansas City. But, John, you right. deserve that for the, for the year that you have had in, 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 in not so many words. You've put up with a lot of crap, man. T tell our listeners what your year has been like. Oh, my... Yeah, it, it's not just me. Let's start off there. The the health system that I work with, the healthcare workers that I work for and work with, the world of health care workers. Uh, I wish everybody could go. Uh, it's it, it's it's rough. Uh, so I oversee three medical ICUs, and during the pandemic, we have flexed up to as many as four and five COVID ICUs. Um. So, yeah, so I've been in what we call the Code Cabana Unit 61 down here for a year, uh, rocking it out and doing what we can and trying to save lives. Um, you know, whereas beforehand, people would get pneumonia or you get the flu and I would have you on life support or a ventilator, you'd be on it for a week or so. And every, you know, every shift I would be able to liberate somebody and take them off this life support and have that positive during this during this pandemic, I've been down to happy to have one a month. Just get these solid things where you see a uh, you see a patient turn around and actually go the right way, and I'm able to get them off life support. It brings tears to your eyes. It just makes you so happy to be able to have a positive thing in your year. Um, see families disappear, husbands, wives have passed away, brothers, sisters. Uh, it's just it's just a rough, it's been a rough year. What, uh, John Sorek is my guest. He is a respiratory therapist from the University of Kansas Health Systems down in Kansas City, a Chiefs fan. He is going to the Super Bowl. What is your weekend <laughs> like? What is, what is your, your, your plan here? And remember, there are children <laughs> listening because I know you, my friend, John. I know you. <laughs> I, I, uh, I have been told this is a work trip, and I am representing the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> oh, my. No, I, uh, <laughs> I, I will be very good. Uh, and I, I really don't know, man. I am, uh, let's see, what am I? I am uh, 14 hours and 20 minutes from a flight, but who's counting? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> I have a flight, I have a hotel, and I have a Super Bowl ticket. I don't know what more I need. <laughs> uh, I hope you have a mini bar. See, I met John. Right. We were, I met John down in Punta Cana. We met at a resort pool, and, uh, John and his wife once drank an entire uh, poolside bar out of whiskey. Oh. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I have a, my guess, John, knowing you, considering the atmosphere in Tampa, is you're not going to do a lot of sleeping. Please send pictures. No. Please send all that kind of stuff, man. You deserve it, and I hope you have an awesome oh. time. Oh, thank you so much, man. I'm, I'm so excited to be able to do it and <laughs> been... You know, blessed doesn't seem to work because blessed is being able to make it through this year and work these hard times and not get sick. 
and have my family go through. This is just luck. This is just recognition and appreciation. And I am so, so appreciative for this. I, I can't even say. <laughs> well, John, thanks for coming on, man. Enjoy the time. Have fun and send me some text messages, okay? Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. All right. Hey. Oh, and by the way, Orange Gatorade all the way. Orange Gatorade, <laughs> says the man going to the Super Bowl. Hey, John, thanks so much. John Sork, that is going to do it. That is our first show. We will be back coming up next Friday at 4. Thanks to our producer, J.D. Thanks to Mark Van Sickle, Ben Heisler, and John Sork. Enjoy your weekend. My name is Mike Wickett. This has been Wickett's World on 1350 ESPN.